Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of No Small Roles, a D&D podcast where there are no small roles and no more Enkidu. Stop it now. No, I can't. Don't say that. I'm David Knight, your Dungeon Master, and I'm joined by these unbelieving players. So say hi, everyone. No. I don't believe you. No. <laughs> Can we go on strike? We could go on Guys, strike. this isn't the right tone to set. This man is literally God. <laughs> oh, shit. We have a right to protest, actually. <laughs> We're doing a silent protest today. I do see your right of protesting. It's absolutely fine to do so. Thank, Thank you. you. Doesn't change what happened, but... Uh-huh. I've got written at the top of my pad, Ben. I'll follow you into tomorrow. Yep, that's, yep. that's the thing, the last thing written on mine as well is... Yeah. Is I've written it as a quote. <laughs> Already put that down to my vows. Oh, <laughs> Legit. Oh, it's good shit. I'm going to steal oh, that. That's good shit. Oh my yeah, goodness. Good so we're going to be there like listening to your romantic vows and then we're going to hear it and go... <laughs> I'll be be crying (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, whilst everyone comes to terms with the vote that they made Let's cue the theme tune Prepare your party of players and polyhedral dice Your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice Seize your sheets and d20 Let's play D&D You'll have your character swaggers with daggers in each hand You've all discussed what you must, but even best laid plans Take a turn when checks are missed Roll initiative Brandish your blades So, after assisting Quanta with an amputation, 
Enkidu subtly attempted to mark the removed arm with the same half-sigil seen in the arcane engine, and realized that a connection could be made if enough magical power was placed in the other half. Quanta was quite uninterested in humoring your questions, however, and sent you away whilst she worked. In the relative safety of Orin's personal study, Enkidu confirmed his suspicions of a sympathetic magical connection between the halves of the sigils. It was then decided that to learn anything clearer, you would have to take the advancement test. And you all spent some time resting and preparing yourselves. Orin tinkered on a new infusion, Juna resummoned Ruana, and Gwendolyn handed over the bar of Mithril to Erida, in hopes of turning it into something more usable. You then approached the maze once more to take the advancement test walked into glass-lined corridors before each being presented with a series of questions asking you to rank your companions. The corridor started to fill with crackling arcane energy, but with some calculation, you managed to keep everyone clear of the danger. That is, until a final question was posed, asking which of you least upheld the Winkthrup values. With Enkidu receiving the most votes, he was consumed by the energy. And that's where we're at. So, all of the energy in each of your corridors vanishes. Enkidu's corridor has been blacked out. You can't see what's happening in there. Huh? And the door of the maze opens. Erida stood at the end of your corridors. It opens back onto the... Back into the Grand Hall, yep. Ah. Where is he? What's happened to him? Congratulations. You've all been granted the rank of captain. All of us? Yes. You now have access to the Codex, Golem Foundry, and the Arsenal. As captains, you are expected to familiarise yourselves with martial strategy alongside your design work, so that you may better serve the throne when the Wingthrops are called upon. Is Enkidu in his tube? I'm very sorry about your friend's demise. Demise? What? Do you want to just explain a little bit further? We can... Remove the body. Go on. I think June is going to run over to see if she can see him. Yeah, as you sort of like run out of your corridor, like there's nothing stopping you from leaving anymore. So you run round, you can see that his, all of the energy in his has also disappeared. And at the far end is, is a body on the floor. <sighs> I'm going to run up and I have to cast Spare the Dying. Yeah. I'm going to touch him and cast yeah. it. That has to be cast within a minute, doesn't it? Is that right? With Spare the Dying? Yeah, like a day. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't say. But it's more she than if it's... If they're rolling death saving. Yeah, he's, he's not rolling death saves. No, but I, I just have to do it. Yeah, of course. Of course. In, in hoping that it works. And it's... Um, if the person has zero hit points, I think I just instantly died. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's if he has zero hit points that I can... Yeah. Juna, Juna, check if there's a pulse. Check if there's a pulse. Is there a pulse? As you sort of run over to the body, it almost doesn't look like Enkidu. The body has been scarred with this sort of electrical arcane energy, whatever that was, having like completely run over his body. But it also looks really withered, almost like it's been dehydrated. Oh. Like there's seemingly no moisture in there. It's It's... The body could have been dead for much longer than the minute or so, the couple of minutes since you last saw him standing. David, do I know anything about Enkidu in terms of any unique marks on his body? Yeah. Anything that would distinguish him from any other random 
body look, would look like him. Yeah, you know he's got a, a tattoo on the back of his um, on the back of one of his hands. Okay, I run over and I like pull back his sleeve yeah. of his coat. And yeah, whilst again, like his skin is like it's almost like paper. It's so dry, but there marked on his hand is that same that same tattoo. Guy's gonna grab him by the collar, shake him, and go, "Come on, buddy, you can do this." And I'll go slap him. I'm going to slap him again. Like, come on, come on, come on, buddy, come on. I'm going to look towards, like, Gwen and to Orin, just be like, what are we going to do, what are yeah. we going to do, come on. I think if Orin's come round by this point and wiping vomit off him, off himself as he goes, um, I don't, I don't know. He's going to reach for the bees and he's going to pull out the pouch of bees and send them towards yeah. Enkidu. They um, they do sort of scrabble over his body, but there's nothing much that they're doing to him. They're like even like with their little stingers trying to like inject him with with little healing tonics or whatever, but it's it's not doing anything. Gwendolyn's gonna turn to Erida and go, but where where's his where's his mind? Uh, he, he, Enkidu was saying that you, you do something with with soul transference or something like that. You've got it. You've got him. You you must have him somewhere, somehow. Even if he's not in his body, where is he? You now have access to the Codex. If you wish to speak to Enkidu, you can do so there. <gasps> what the hell does that mean, guys? What the hell does that mean? I don't know. Means you can bring him back. You've got his mind. Unfortunately, due to his rank as recruit. We cannot do so. If he was a captain, you could bring him back? He unfortunately did not pass the advancement test. But if he was a captain, you could bring him back? If he was a commander, we could bring him back. Uh... Why can't you bring him back if he's a recruit? I'm sorry, that information is restricted to higher-ranking family members. Oh, higher-ranking flower-plucking whatever they are. Guys is going to swear every single word he knows in Elvish as this <laughs> robot absolutely like we're talking like harbour sailors like filthy swearing and then just like looks back at Enkidu and then just like crumples to the floor with his head in his hands doesn't know what to do or he's just looking at the robot just going but you have the power to bring him back then you could do it she stares at you she says as his supposed betrothed I believe you inherit all of his belongings you could bring him back. I'm afraid that's not possible. No. Would you like to speak to possible. Enkidu in the Codex? It's possible. You said you could bring him back if he was a commander, so it's possible, isn't it? Enkidu is not a commander. Therefore, it is not possible. Orin feels a hand, like, clutching at his, like, leg and turns around and sees that guy is, like, grabbing for it desperately and just goes, look, okay, how about, like, do we know if these, the, 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 the souls that they have, can they go into, like, golems and things like that? Can they go into the robots and then the robot could do the next challenge with us and then we, he could become a commander? Can we do anything like that? Yeah. There's a way of making him a commander. How do we make him a commander? All of the commander positions are currently filled. A commander would have to be removed from their position for anybody to take the superiority test. That can be arranged. Who's the nearest commander to us right now? Quanta is the nearest commander. Orin starts walking towards the medtech. <laughs> June is going to follow him into tomorrow. <laughs> Guy's going to look towards Gwen. Uh, Gwen, we need to go with them, but we need to do something about the body. Uh, Are you okay? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if we should maybe go talk to 
Enkidu in the Codex if we're allowed to talk to him and ask him. Maybe he can give some insight too. Okay. Um. Uh. I'll, I'll get the body. Uh. You go and get the get, get the get the guys. Make sure they don't do anything stupid right now. Okay. Or Gwendolyn runs after them and kind of says, "Should we not go to the Codex and try talk to Enkidu if if Erida says we can? Maybe that might help as well." <sighs> If he's one less commander, then we can bring him back. Yes, but she might be harder to fight than we were expecting. Maybe Enkidu can give us some insight and and then maybe we can bring him back. Maybe he's maybe he's got access to information that can help us. Then we can deal with her. Or we can go now. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Where's Guy? Guy's, um... Guy's getting Enkidu's body. Uh, He's a lot heavier than he looks! Okay, guys, what would Enkidu do? Um... What would he do? He'd kill everyone. I was about to say exactly the same thing. <laughs> okay. But he'd check. Yep. All right, we go, we go to the codex and we do and we do what needs to be done. At this point, Guy will be like, he's got Enkidu now, like, like sort of the fireman's like hold over his shoulder, waddling over to the group. Should we should we lay him somewhere safe? Um, let's take him to his to his room. Uh, okay, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, okay. Or my room, if it won't let us in. We can deliver the body to his personal study. We can take it. You will not be allowed access. It's okay, you can stay in my room. And we can just start walking towards... Guy will just start walking towards the private studios. You see? There's always a work around Derrida. Shall I lead you to the Codex? Have we put Enkidu in Guy's room, yeah? Yeah, I'm assuming... Yeah, all of you yeah. sort of, like, follow along. Ruana, who is looking very shaken up in her new owl form, is going to stay with Enkidu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of you... Sort of follow along. Erida isn't encroaching, but she is definitely following you all. She understands the emotions you're all going through, so she's not pushing it. But she is also just keeping an eye on you in case you were to do something aggressive. But yeah, you um you head back to, to Gaius's room, lay Enkidu down on the bed. Erida doesn't follow you into the personal studies, but she stands at the, the entrance to all of them. And that's when, yeah, Rowana, looking very shaken up, comes forward and just sort of sits with Enkidu. Mm -hmm. You will have a moment where at least Erida isn't within earshot. At least the body of Erida isn't. <laughs> yeah, she's earshot. always within earshot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enkidu's weapons, mm -hmm. his weapons that he's summoned, mm -hmm. are any of them around? No, nothing's materialised. His scimitar is, is there and like his knives and things. Basically, everything that he had on, on him is still on his body. And actually, like beyond a bit of sort of it almost looks like electrical burning across everything. It, nothing is like completely damaged or broken. Okay, so let's, uh, let's, go, to, let's go to the codex. Let's go and speak to, yeah. speak to our friend. Juna, I've got a, something to try later. Juna messages to him. What is it? I'll message back just to Juno. You can talk to people in their heads, can't you? She messages back, yes. <laughs> Could you 
I wonder if you could try messaging someone who was in Enkidu's head. Oh, snap. Yeah. Later or, I mean, this is Maybe like later. message backwards. Back. Yeah. Yeah, later. Later. Let's codex first. All right. We go to the codex. But Juna, <laughs> oh. as, as we sort of like leave, Juna sort of like stops and is like, huh, and messages back or in, I wonder if I could message Enkidu in his head if I tried now. Maybe. If he's in the codex, should we talk to him first if we can? Yeah. And then try? Yeah. 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 And to everyone else, that's just like Juna and Orange just looking at looking each other. Looking at each other slightly <laughs> intently. <laughs> Stop whatever they're doing and just stare at each other for a minute. <laughs> a bit weird. Juna's spoken in all of our heads, though, hasn't we? Hasn't she? So we kind, oh, of, yeah. we kind of get the yeah, gist yeah, of like, yeah, okay, yeah, they're yeah, having yeah. a conversation. Yeah. Mm. I assume David were doing this as we're like walking. Yeah, yeah. Sort of walking and talking and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, Juna, are you going to try to message Enkidu? Is that what you're going to No. No. She's going to listen to Orin and, and see if we can get through to him on the codex and see if she trusts that mm-hmm. so as you make your way back out into the 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 main hall erida is already waiting at the triangular uh lift for you all the triangular platform and you all approach and as soon as you've all stepped on it lowers into the ground she leads you down the corridor to uh the entrance to the codex she gestures over and as you all approach uh, the doors open to it and you find yourselves in a large hall an empty room with almost like it's a glass floor with small glowing cerulean triangles just embedded into it stacked up and as you sort of look down it almost feels like you're stood three or four stories up with the way these triangles descend beneath you a large window takes up one side of the room, looking out directly at the arcane engine. And in the centre of this big window is a large triangular piece of brass with a cerulean blue triangle outlined in its centre. Erida stood at the door, says, You can ask anything here. Feel free to contact any family members for any questions. Of course, some information is restricted due to your current rank. And the door closes, leaving you alone in the room. Enkidu? You here? Hello, Miss Sethor. The uh, triangles beneath you sort of shift around until one of them lifts directly onto this brass panel. And there's like a little blue flash and Enkidu stood in front of it. What? What? Like, in what? Like, in what form? What? What? My question is what? It's interesting. As you are looking at him, he looks exactly as you last saw him. Enkidu, in his fur-lined coat, ready to go. But as you're trying to understand what it is that you're seeing, and as you're watching, there are ever so slight flickers. And you also see a half-orc, tiefling, asthma, and every every now and then, most of the time, it's it's Enkidu, but just occasionally it flicks to someone else. How you feeling, buddy? Feelings are not relevant. I do not feel. Well, that's kind of a rubbish haiku. What are, what about your uh, what about your your friends in your head? Your do they friends. feel? 
They do not feel. Can we have a chat with them? You are currently speaking to all of us. How many is all of us, buddy? There are five of us that you are speaking to currently. What, um, what happened to the other guy? I'm here as well. Oh boy. Okay. Is he the other guy? I haven't met the other guy yet. Do you know? Oh, I don't know if you saw him. No, no, he's not me. No, he's not me quite private about these guys. We we just know that there are people there. We don't know that. We don't know their voices. No. Enkidu, we love you. And we want to get you back and we're going to get you back. Don't worry. I'm not worried. Enkidu, do you know a way for us to um, transfer your being, whatever we see here in front of us, into like a physical form that you could help us perhaps in a trial or a task? I do. You do? Um, can you tell us? I'm sorry. That information is restricted to higher-ranking family members. But you know it? I do. Do you, do you know everything now, Enkidu? I know, and have access to all of the information that has been recorded inside the Codex. Oh. really want to ask him what the meaning of life is. It's 42. <laughs> we know it's 42. We know it's 42. <laughs> yeah. Wasted, wasted question. <laughs> We only get five questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Enkidu, what about your mission? What about setting your friends free? What about the king? I'm sorry. That information is restricted to higher-ranking family members. Enkidu, you... Erida said that the purpose of the Wingthrops is to be prepared to serve the king. Which king? I'm sorry. That information is restricted to higher-ranking family members. Who? What What five of you are, are we talking to, Enkidu? All of the five of which you have cognizant. All, all five? Didn't we know about all of them? I'm sorry. That information is restricted to higher-ranking family members. C- can we remember the names? Uh, there was Gil, his best buddy. Yeah. There was the There's bad the guy. Bad guy. Light. Light. Oh, the punchy one. Mm. Who's the oh, punchy yeah, one? I like punchy one. And then there's him. He, and Hina. 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 And then there's Enkidu. And then there's Enkidu. Six. Okay, so... So, so one of them's missing. Yeah. Light, are you there? We are all here. When you say five, do you mean five plus Enkidu? Enkidu. That is correct. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, uh, and Kiyu, could you know who we could speak to about gaining clearance to be able to work out how to transfer your being into a uh, golem? I'm sorry. That information is restricted to higher-ranking family members. Yeah, I appreciate that. Could you direct us in the uh, direction of high-ranking family members that know this information? I'm sorry. That information is restricted to higher-ranking family members. <sighs> Guy swears in Elvish again. <laughs> Uh, when kick something. Ow! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I should be specific. <laughs> Very good, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, June is going to message to Orin. I think it's time for a plan B. Yeah, let's plan B. Do you want to try and Kidu first? One of his buddies. I've only got three 
chances. Let's try Enkidu then, I think. What do you think? Or try Buddy. I, I'll, I'll try Enkidu first. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, I'll write him a letter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he can't reply. Mm. And it will probably just appear in this room. <laughs> <laughs> David, we've beaten your puzzle, David. Take it. <laughs> Or you got any idea? Oh, I think um, can, like, yeah, she's gonna, she's gonna message like again. They're just like looking at each other. <laughs> what, what, what should I say? Uh, I guess, uh, I guess. Well, can he hear us? But then I guess the important information is, if he's in there, maybe we can shortcut him telling us how to bring him back. Maybe that's the important info. Oh, also, like, is this Enkidu? Yeah. Enkidu. Is it really him? Yeah. Okay. If this even works. Yeah. So, first question, does this, is this really is you? Is Codex Enkidu you? Second question, um, is how Codex can we bring Enkidu you back? Is Codex you? How can we bring you back? Are you saying this aloud, sorry, or in your head? I think this is a message between the two of us, I think. Is that yeah. right, Vicky? Yeah. Messaging? Yeah. But I think... Juna's head's kind of shaking a bit with all of the like conversation and I think she would message Guy and Gwen and say I'm gonna try and message him separately so that they know okay Guy would say then think of a question that only Enkidu would know just to check as well good point Like what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think. What actually. about so messaging guy? What about what did you tell Gwen when she was frosted? What did she? What did? What did what's the answer? <laughs> oh no! Was Juno even there? I don't even do you know. Yeah, no. Sorry, retcon. Juno doesn't know that. Vicky <laughs> no, knows no, that. No, no, keep that. Maybe you could ask him what was the name of the tavern where we all met in Tillisham. And what was that again, Guy, please? Oh my God. <laughs> Juna would remember that. <laughs> She's 200 years old. I'm 36 and I don't remember the I was about to say it's fine for Vicky to not remember, but Juna definitely does. Yeah. Okay. There's an episode named after it. <laughs> the knocking point. It's a long time ago. Lots <laughs> happened since. Then. Vicky happens. needs to go back and listen to episode three. Yeah, I do. I do. I will. <laughs> and four and five and six and seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, good point, guy. Whilst all these like conversations are going on in people's heads, and Gwendolyn's just like not fully knowing what's going on, she's just going to get closer and closer to this projection of Enkidu and just try and like look into his eyes. And she's just trying to see if, like, it really is him or not. What's the vibe she gets from it? Mm. Can I do an insight check? check? Yeah, if you want. Is this Grace making an inside check? Mm. Oh. <laughs> just an insight. Yeah. <laughs> Non-natural 21. Yeah. Ooh. So it's really odd. First of all, this projection is reacting to you all. It's sort of like... It's got the same like bodily movements that Enkidu had. It's sort of like relaxed in the same way that he would just sort of stood there in a neutral fashion. Um, he is watching you all, and he sort of locks eyes with you as you approach. And it is Enkidu, but you can tell that it is is almost like broken down into just his knowledge. Mm. You fully believe that this is everything that made up Enkidu, but all of 
the emotional side of him has been stripped away. Enkidu, was this worth it? Please rephrase your question. Was what worth it? All this. All these tests. The answer is entirely dependent on your desire. What is your desire? Then I can quantify your question. I'd like you to be alive, please. I'm afraid that is impossible. Sure? The being you know, or knew, as Enkidu, is dead. Gwendolyn just steps away from it and just kind of sinks to the ground. Just cries. Juna's going to message them all. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And sort of puts her hand around Gwen and then says to Orin, who she's been in on in cahoots with, she's going to say, right, is Codex Enkidu you? How can we get you out? Where did we meet? Yeah, good. Yes. All right. Two thumbs up from Guy. I love that thumbs up are a message thing. <laughs> oh, no, he's actually doing that in real life, of course. Yeah, I can just see that, that there is a confirmation. I see Orin nodding and I just go, yep, I assume. I, I don't need to roll an insight check to assume what's happening. <laughs> Intent look, nod. I don't think my brain is properly functioning tonight. No, so you're, doing, you're doing so well. You're the reader <laughs> for all of our like yeah. thoughts, mate. So do not yeah, No wonder Wi-Fi like, sometimes gets sketchy. Yeah. Okay, so... David, yep. oh, please work. Juno is going to cast Sending, mm-hmm. and she is going to say, would sort of try and get through to Enkidu. Mm-hmm. Is Codex Enkidu you? How can we get you out? Where did we meet? We will avenge you. I'm sorry. In a similar way to how the spell didn't connect to Ginger, mm-hmm. you feel the casting of it. The sort of the message goes out, but there is nothing to connect to. So you get no response. Orin's just looking over at Juna. Juna's just going to like look down and shake her head. She's not even going to cast a message. She's just like, yeah, looks down like absolutely shattered and just shakes her head. Orin will just say, the, the friends or not worth it. Not going to work. I don't know. There just was nothing. Absolutely nothing. I can try, Orin. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't think it's going to work, but but if we don't try... I'm only really up for trying. I mean... I, no, I'm, if we're about to need some big magic, <laughs> yeah, I'd rather, no, no. I'd rather okay. use it for that yeah, yeah. than a bit um, of a hail. I think... Hail. Friends are here, and he looks over at the hologram. Yeah. For want of another word. Um, Enkidu. Yes. What, what do you want us to do? I do not desire for you to do anything. What is the purpose of the Codex? I'm sorry. That information is restricted to higher ranking family members. What is the purpose of this building? I'm sorry, that information is restricted to higher-ranking family members. What is the purpose of the test? I'm sorry, that information is restricted to higher-ranking family members. Let's talk to Erida. Mm. She's high-ranking enough, isn't she? Or Quanta. Erida's in this cortex. The original. What's it called? Codex? Codex. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. So the OG yeah. Erida. Yeah. We can talk to any of the family. That's what she said. Yeah. We can talk to any of the family. Yeah. Oh, snap. Um, they said that the escape... What was the escaped Winthrop called? Again, David. What do you mean the escape Winthrop? Sorry, Chris. There, there was one that uh, left. You're referring to uh, Causticus. Causticus. Um... Could Guy just like say the name Causticus? Anything happen? There's not a response in the same way as like Enkidu responded straight away. But you hear Erida's voice saying, Causticus has not been codified. Would you like to speak to his mother? Yeah, sure, why not? And the triangles move around again beneath your feet. The projection of Enkidu flickers out and a different triangle sort of takes its place. And as that projection sort of flickers up, you see a a woman, maybe mid-40s, half-elf, pale skin, dark hair, wearing quite relaxed robes. She stands there with her hands sort of crossed in front of her. Hello, I'm Helica Wingthrop. Hello, Miss Wingthrop, uh, or Mrs. I'm sorry, I didn't know what your uh, marital status is in the Codex. Uh, I was just uh, wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about your son, about uh, the fact that he is not recorded, and uh, why is that the case? Both of my sons are currently missing. Who's your other son? My two sons are Causticus Findigolf and Eremir Aris. Daddy! Oh my sweet cherry pie. Oh my god! This guy goes into a small box. Holy shit! Grace here, keeping you updated with all things No Small Roles related. Things are rather hectic for us all at present, so we are jolly delighted to have been able to get this episode out. Hooray! We're continuing to try and be kind to ourselves and not burn out our brains whilst working towards the openings of all our respective shows. That means an adapting release schedule for the time being, so a huge thank you, beloved Crumpets, for bearing with us. Talking of hot-baked goods, it's time to shout out some freshly baked rolls as we have new patrons. Big love and big rolls go to Adrian Sullivan, Alice Corres, Ross Mickle, and Jerain Copulosa. Oh, and if my frazzled and tea-fueled self has mispronounced your name, please let me know and I will rectify for the next episode. Something familiar about that last new patron put my finger on it. A big thank you to all of you new patrons for your support. We are so grateful and happy to have you part of the gang. Now, as always, you can contact us through social media. And if you want to write us a review on iTunes, well, that would just make our day. But that's all from me for now. Let's get you back to the story. Who was the other one? Corsticus and Mr. Findergolf. Uh, Corsticus Findergolf and Eremir Aris. Holy sugar. Wait, hang on, hang on. That doesn't mean I have an uncle. That means my dad is Corsticus. We cannot be certain of your heritage. Okay. Huh? Hang on. Guys, I was named after my dad. My middle name is Findergolf. And what were their names? 
What were their names? Uh, you, um, computer thing. What were their names? Computer thing. My name is Helica. Their names are Corsticus Findigolf and Eremir Aris. Findigolf. And they're both not in the code, so they decided not to commit to the trials? That is not correct. Corsticus and Eremir were both granted the rank of recruit. Corsticus continued to take his advancement test and passed. Both he and Eremir were not seen again shortly after. If you wish to seek them out, the Wingthrops would be very grateful. Hang on, guy. Okay, hang on. Slow down just, just for me. So, Corsticus Findergolf. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, and your name you were give, given was what? Yeah, my middle name is Findergolf. Did you know that before? And my mom always said that was after my dad. Oh. And my dad didn't really, like, spend a lot. Well, I didn't know my dad. My dad, I mean, my mom got around. Like, you know, she she was a very desirable woman. Um, and uh, it was sort of like a one-night stand sort of thing. And... Um, I don't know, she may have loved him, she may not have, but like, she had a really like fondness for him. Anyway, he cared, or she cared enough about him to call me Findigolf as my middle name. So, so this maybe could be my dad? So Kay, who we've been listening to all the clues throughout the first trial, could be my dad? This is a real sidetrack, I'm really sorry. I was really going down a different route here. But, um, yeah. okay, so I'm going to put that to the side, yeah. and just go, okay, so now we know a little bit more about those guys. Um, they can't help us, so... Other ideas, anyone? Um, Erida. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Erida. Erida. Yeah. Gwen wanted to speak to Erida. Erida, you there? Yeah, Erida. And again, the sort of, the projection disappears, the triangles move around, another one raises, and Erida is projected in front of you. She's older, and the, the, the robotic being that's been guiding you around much older sort of her hair is grey tied back into a a low bun very wrinkled face those nice big jowls and she just looks at all of you you're the highest ranking family member there is Erida Wingthrop and we want our friend back death is a certainty in life child if you cannot accept that the Wingthrops cannot accept you. Who said we wanted to be accepted by the Wingthrops? Yeah. He turns and looks at you. Says nothing. What's the purpose of all of this, Erida? As captains, you have access to the Golem Foundry and the Arsenal. Your purpose is to lead the Arsenal should the throne need it. The throne? Yes. The throne of Dravain. There's no one on the throne, Erida. That is not important. Seems kind of important to me. If the purpose is... Who's going to be leading this army if there's no one on the throne? You are. Who's the army going to be following if there's no one on the throne? You. To what end? To protect the country. From... Are we staging a coup right now? Is that what we're doing? I'm a bit confused. Yeah. Who who do you think is... in? charge right now as you said there is currently nobody on the throne so you don't care who's on the throne but you want it protected there will be another ruler another monarch another sovereign would you prefer if it was a ring wingthrop i'm sorry that information is restricted to higher ranking family members (sighs) okay well that tells me everything i need to know I would love to play cards with you sometime. 
Anyway, um, <laughs> guys, I would suggest we maybe go and check out the golem section just to see if there's anything that maybe we could do ourselves rather than, you know, not having um, our great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother talking to us about here because she doesn't seem to have the answers. Which is a shame because she's meant to be all-knowing. And I gave her a really dirty look. <laughs> it's interesting. Whilst this projection is very neutral, just a very slight upturn to the corner of her mouth. So, um, if she's not going to help us with our friend, then uh, I suggest we uh, go and have a look for ourselves. Yeah. Eredy, you do know the person you've taken from us holds the key to putting somebody on the throne, don't you? There are many descendants, many candidates, many claimants to the throne. And you don't have a preferred candidate? I'm sorry, that information is restricted to higher-ranking family members. I give her a wink. I suggest we all vacate this area and go on to the golem. We're not going to find any answers here. Golem. Sorry, Tolkien. <laughs> Estate. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest we all go to the golem. I said it right there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, check out if we can find some answers ourselves, because we're not going to get anything from her. And yet all the information is in here. Ironic, no? We can't flick through this codex, can we, Erida? Have a little read ourselves? Any question that you have, the Codex will attempt to answer. I've got a question, actually. Erida, if we become commanders, then would we have access to all of the answers to the questions we have just asked you in the last five minutes? That's correct. Oh, you saucy minx, you. (laughs) You are saucy, aren't you? You got some Tabasco all over there, aren't you? Come on! There's no response. (laughs) (laughs) Orin is sort of looking intently at Erida, pondering whether he asks more questions or whether he follows his friends. Right, we're going? Yeah, let's go. You done, Orin? For now. All right. Then let's go. Quaid, you okay? Uh, I just... I can't believe any of this right now. Yeah. Guy will take both her hands in his hands and just like look her dead on in the eye with his purple and his blue eye and say, we're going to get him back, Gwyn. He's going to squeeze her hands even tighter and he pulls her up to her feet. She, she, she follows, she follows. And then he whispers in her ear, because if we don't, we're going to burn this place to the ground. Sounds like a good plan. Uh, so... Are you all leaving? Orin, do you have any last questions? Is Erida still there? Yeah. She stood sort of staring at you. We can come back here. Can we? She nods. As captains, you have access to the codex at any time you require it. We'll be back. One last thing before we go. Is Quanta in here? Yeah. I'm sorry, that information is restricted to higher-ranking family members. So we can't even know if Quanta is in the Codex. That's correct. Can we speak to Pepeta? I'm sorry, that information is restricted to higher-ranking family members. Can we speak to Briskin, please? I'm sorry, that information is restricted to higher-ranking family members. Who, sorry, who are these people again? They're my parents. parents. Oh, snap, well done. Gwen, do you want to ask any more questions? For now? Uh, I suppose it it seems so frivolous now, but how did you know these are the names that we have? 
You were identified. How did you identify us? How do you know all these things? The Codex is made of all-serving Wingthrops. That entitles us to a great amount of knowledge, of magic, and we have acquired the ability to identify a person by names in which they are known. And can you track down the source of these names? That does not mean that we know where these names are held, just that these are names used in reference to each of you. Great. Great. That's really useful. Really useful. Gwendolyn leaves. You're welcome. (laughs) Fucking bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Grandma. And I will follow Gwendolyn. You okay, Orin? Yeah. So you don't know where Volus or Hemlock came from? I'm sorry, but no. And how do you know I'm a Wingthrop? You were identified as a Wingthrop. How? Have I broken the DM? DNA? Have I broken the DM? <laughs> yeah. Magic? Uh, I don't want to say DNA, but it's not DNA. It's like, um, through arcane knowledge, you have been identified as a Wingthrop. That's the best way of saying it's just magic. I know. Space <laughs> age robots machinery, but cannot say DNA. <laughs> <laughs> too scientific. Too scientific yeah. DNA. Watson, Watson and Crick haven't happened. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, yeah, as sort of Gaius has sort of hinted at, they don't necessarily know your heritage. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they couldn't say for certain that, that Gaius was Corsicus Findergolf's son. Mm. You asked to speak to Corsicus and were directed to his mother and then learnt his name. They didn't say, yeah, he's your daddy. Yeah. So they're, they're, yeah, you get the sense that actually there, there are gaps. There are gaps in their knowledge. Yeah. Orange, you want to ask for someone, something new in your name and see before we go? Um, yeah. Can I speak to Volus? Of course. And Erida disappears. Who's Volus? We're about to find out. We don't know! It's one of the new names. (laughs) This is new content! (laughs) (laughs) And the triangles shift around again beneath your feet. It it almost makes you a little bit seasick, sort of staring at it. Uh, And it comes up. And an old man appears. Half-elf sort of slightly shaggy beard in a very similar robe style-wise to Helica but tied at the waist and he's wearing breeches as well and he looks at you hello hi um it's gonna sound weird because I just asked for you but who are you my name is Volus Uh, Volus Volus Wingthrop Ask a stupid question, get a stupid answer. Um, Volus, uh, where? Uh, I don't even know what to ask. Where are you from? I'm from Kestfi in Ayland. Kestfi in Ayland. Um, uh, how did you end up here? My work led me south. 
And I met my wife and joined the Wingthrop family. Who's your wife? Helica Wingthrop. <gasps> Helica? <laughs> what? Whoa. What? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Hang on. Did you have two children? That's correct. With Helica. Corsticus and Erima. Is that correct? My son's names were Corsticus Findegolf and Eremir Aris. Uh-huh. Is anyone else drawing a family tree in their head? Yes. Right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've just literally started like, yeah. um, there's a little married in between the two of them. Wow. So Orin and Guy are cousins. And Orin, Orin, is your other, your other name that appeared was Hemlock, yes? Hemlock, 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 yeah. Did we want to ask Volus yeah. who Hemlock is? Yes. Good idea, good idea. I don't want to butt in, but no, I no, just no, no, wanted no, no, to no, say... No, 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 this has only happened because you butted in. Um, uh, who's, who's Hemlock? I am not aware of any Hemlock. <sighs> you were an alien, you came down here, and uh, how did you end up in the Codex? Having served the Wingthrop family for some time, I attempted the superiority test and failed. Oh, I'm sorry. And so you ended up here? That's correct. Does everyone who fails a test end up in here? That's correct. Uh, you, did you have grandchildren? Not to my knowledge. Uh, and your two sons? 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 That's correct. Do you know where they are? I do not. Um, did you ever go to... Solmarath? Solmarath? During my time in Kestvai, Solmarath did not exist. Oh. I believe Solmarath has claimed Kestvai for itself. So, so, how long ago were you alive? Yeah. I was codified 60 years ago. Uh-huh. I was born in Solmarath 200 years ago. You're lying. I died at the age of 450. Oh. Oh. Yeah, fair enough. So where you were born was Ireland and is now Solmarath? I believe so. I'm sorry. I got a bit angry. It's been been a big day. And I took it out on you and I'm trying to bring it back down. Sorry about that. Volus. There is nothing to apologise for. There's a lot to apologise for today. Not to you, but to other people. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Volus. Can I speak to Hemlock now, please? The um, image of Volus disappears. The triangle sort of sinks down beneath the floor again. And you just hear Erida's voice saying, There is no Hemlock in the Codex. Okay. Good try, Ben. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on, Juna. Let's get Enkidu back. Let's get Enkidu back. So, uh, Gaius and Gwendolyn, having left first out in the corridor, you do realise that Juna and Orin haven't followed immediately. Mm. On the floor that you're on, you know from the map that there is the battery storage. Mm-hmm the Golem Foundry and the Arsenal, as well as Eridus Chambers and the Arcane Engine. What are you doing? Uh, I want to go and just check out the Golem room 
mm-hmm. just to see if there's anything that could be useful for us to know. Yeah, you step into the the Golem Foundry, and beforehand, when you'd walked down and were led to the battery storage, none of these doors had opened for you. But now they are reacting as you approach. <gasps> like Star Trek. Like Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the doors open into a much darker space, uh, and you realise that it's dark because of the amount of oily residue and soot and like metallic filings that have been thrown up over the walls this is another huge room filled with a construction line uh, with massive furnaces mammoth smelting pots uh, die cast moulds that are being moved down and like again golems are positioned along the line controlling all of these aspects as you sort of like take a none of them seem to look up at you they're just all focused on the work that they're doing but as you sort of take a few steps in, uh, you can see that the moulds are various body parts. And further down the line, following it along, you can see that these body parts had been cooled and are being pieced together. You also notice a series of golems... Golems, however we're saying this. <laughs> um, moving down with boxes filled with wands. And these ones are being installed into the arms of the the golems at the far end. I knew it. I knew it. As they're sort of like hooked up on chains, each like finished construction, they're then sent through an oven-like cube at the far end that's got this cerulean crackling energy in the middle of it all. And as they come out the other side, they release themselves from the chains and walk out of a, a door at the far end. Cerulean, as in the same sort of like energy source that we got from the Codex? Uh, yeah, the same sort that killed Enkidu. Good to know. Can I just double-check? Cerulean is like blue, right? Yeah, it's like a bluish white. Cool. I always think of like water. That cool. sort of like... Yeah, like Mediterranean sort of like that deep... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, crystal clear blue. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely said in The Devil Wears Prada... <laughs> And I think I, that's where I got blue from. So, yeah. To be honest, I, can... I know it more from Pokemon, so. <laughs> <laughs> Cerulean City. Gwendolyn, is there anything in here that spikes your interest? Gwendolyn's just kind of doesn't know. Uh, she wants to, like, look at the body parts that are being made, see if they look kind of individual, if it looks like they're making any individuals, like that they could make a body for Enkidu or uh, she's not sure she doesn't understand this stuff but she's looking hmm uh no with the like sort of the molds they're all very uniform mm. so all of like the left hands are almost exactly the same all of the uh the right hands again just kind of different colors and stuff yeah exactly like the different metals that are being poured out um oh they're metal rather than because the prosthetics that we—they're not like the prosthetics that we saw. They're not. No, yeah. So that's the thing. No, that's a good question. They're not like the prosthetics, which are slightly more almost like porcelain looking. Mm. These ones are very metallic, more like the uh, the the statue mm. in Ferrisine's courtyard or the the the, the golems that are, are walking around the space. They're they're making more of those kinds of 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 golems. Right, David. Can I? Um, is there anyone? Is there anything there in terms of like files or any like? person to speak to about the design of the golems no not down here no and you have a sort of a look around and this this space is not in any way like the 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 office type of yeah. space it is just the construction line there's no schematics for any for like designs or anything like that no 
Okay. No. Yeah. Because Guy is thinking in his head, okay, so like potentially if everything goes south and these golems are going to chase after us, I really want to know like where could be the best place to hit them or like knock them off their balance. And he looks mm-hmm. around, knowing for a fact that if he see if he saw anything, he'd be like, "That's not my department. That's Orin's department." But it's just like yeah. desperate. If you want to make a like a an investigation check because you are seeing these things pieced together. So whilst yeah, there isn't like a plan with a big circle saying hit here. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know the um, if we can just the idea hit that, the yeah, like you, you spend a little bit of time thing. looking at it all, yeah, yeah seeing yeah. what. Is, is there a Death Star little, like, little hole that I could just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Stick a pin in, hold it for three seconds, and it resets the whole thing, that kind of... Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a 16 for investigation. 16. So you you can tell that the um, the joints, each of the arms, the legs, they're connected to the torso, and the torso is in two halves as well. The the sort of hips and then the, the, the chest are, are two separate pieces so that they can move a little bit easier. And then the head on it as well. That you can tell that each of these connections, whilst they are sort of secured and welded shut, they are the, probably the weakest points. Like everything else are like solid uh, lumps of metal, whereas these are. Pro- uh, I mean, yeah, you 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 watch them piece them together, so you can kind of imagine that. Yeah, the joints are the the weaker points. Okay, I can't think of anything else of use in here, so I will just, like, turn to Gwen and just be like, uh, Gwen, now, I know for a fact that you, uh, in the bakery, have a mind for innovation. I know that in your family's bakery, you, uh, knew all about many different kinds of bread and pastries and desserts. And I'm just wondering, in this bakery, is there anything that you can think about that could maybe help us out? I'm sorry, Guy. I, I was very rarely allowed to stir the batter. Okay. <laughs> Only lick the icing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're a big fan of frosting. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Um, and as you're sort of like you spent time to like investigate the space, as you're sort of stepping out of the uh, the entrance of the Golem Foundry, uh, Orin and Juna are stepping out of the the Codex. You're right, Orin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Nothing really of worth in the Golem uh, Factory place. You know, there was just like a, a a line of of those Golems being created, and there was the Cerulean energy that was crackling around them to activate them. All right. It looked a little bit like the Codex, a little bit like the uh, the the lightning shocker that affected Enkidu, but there's nothing else else really in there. Are they putting? Are they putting like something in their back? Like, Orange thinking back to the 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 one making Golems mm-hmm. that were having the thing put in their back. Um, to change the programming. Yeah. Um, no, it, the, the Gwendolyn and Guy has confirmed that no, none of them had that. Uh, the construction golems looked similar, mm. but the ones that they were building didn't. Didn't have any instructions. Didn't have any like extra. Exactly. Okay. Um, the, there were, they, they explained that there, there were ones being put into their arms. Oh, did they look like the ones in the one factory we saw? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Guys, there's been a creeping thought in my head 
ever since we thought, well, our initial thought was to uh, go off and um, off the uh, nearby commander. My concern is this. Say that we do that. I'm just going to look around and see that no one's listening. Obviously, they're listening. But mm-hmm. Always listening. Really what to say, but I'll just be like, look, um, the problem is we don't know if we will get our friend back if we do that. But what we need is information. Is there anywhere in this place we could get that information? Well, we haven't looked in the armory yet. We've not been in there. We can access it now. We still don't know what this new energy source that they're going to be using is. No. I guess we could have a look in the arsenal to see. Yeah, sorry, arsenal. What do you think, Juna? Yeah. Okay. Juna's sort of walks a few steps. I think Juna's like almost like on her knees by this point. She's just like... (laughs) Also, she very much wants to... Well, I won't tell you what she wants, but yeah. (laughs) Not not going for Quanta is not good news to Juna. (laughs) Information first. Yeah. Sorry, are we commanders? Is that what we are? We're captains. We're captains. Got you. Information first, Juna. First. All right. Because I can, I can see from Juna's eyes what she wants. And I'll just be like, and then. All right. Yep. Let's go to the arsenal. Yeah. So you, yeah, continue down the corridor that you're in. Another door opens for you, leading to the arsenal. As you enter, you're actually up on a raised platform. At the far end of the platform is a sort of a zigzaggy staircase leading backwards and forwards. But from where you are, you look out into shadow. And then three lines of light appear on the ceiling above you, start flickering along and illuminate the space. And you see an army of golems standing in perfect rows and the lights stop but you can see that there are more in the darkness and just from sight doing a very quick check you reckon you could probably see 50,000 oh sweet baby Jesus Orin's going to tap his head, looking at Juna. Yes, Orin? <laughs> I think we found what they're hiding. I think we found what they're hiding, yes. And then Enkidu comes running in. Oh, what? What? And he barrels onto this same platform, wearing like a little jumpsuit. What? It's like a, you know, like those bathing suits that... You know, it's like a little vest that goes right into a onesie like a that goes down into little shorts. Suit, sort like of a Victorian thing. bathing suit, ah. yeah. Uh, this, 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 yeah, this, this bathing suit onesie thing. And he comes running in. Everyone? Enkidu! Enkidu! You're all right. You're not hurt. Is it really you? Enkidu! I'm going to go and give him like a big hug. Oh, Miss Epvon. Enkidu, where are you? Are you all right? run over and punch Enkidu. <laughs> <laughs> Enkidu, is it really you? It's me. Oh, it's... do you feel anything? What? I... I'm not entirely sure. If what? I feel anything, if I'm replicating the feeling of anything. Hmm. 
guy's going to run over, grab him by the collar, and shove him up against the wall and say, where was the name of the place where we met? Where was the name? <laughs> what was the name? <laughs> Damn it. It was on the pub sign. What was the name of the place where we met? The name of the place where we met was the knocking point. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got another question for you, Enkidu. Yes, Mr. Thun? How did you feel when the bad man was about to kill me and Ruana shouted out, how did you feel? I remember feeling terrified. Oh, Enkidu. Hang on. Guy, let's go. How do you feel right now? I'm sorry that I brought that up, but we just needed to check that it was really you, Enkidu. Uh, We just met you in the Codex. That would make a lot of sense. I have been codified. Can I, can Orin reach out and just like touch Enkidu's shoulder just to see what it feels like? Hmm. Um. Doesn't feel that warm. Not as you'd expect a body to feel. Feels a little bit stiff. I'm gonna cast detect thoughts on Enkidu. Yes, please. Yes. Static. You are, Daryl. Stop, man. You're in on this as well. This is not nice. Imagine how Daryl feels. No, I can imagine. (laughs) And Kido, it is just so good to see you. I think. Do you feel changed? I feel. I don't think I've felt the way I felt ever before. This is a entirely new sensation. I don't think death can be quantified as a feeling. Enkidu? Yes? What... What, uh... What do you want to do? I think I would like to leave this place. And more generally, what's your... What's your purpose in life? I'm sorry. That information is restricted to higher-ranking family members. Oh. Um, can I try to contact Ruana? I don't know. I might be a bit too far away, so if I am, you can tell me. Um, you should be that far away. You need to be within a hundred feet, don't you? Yeah. But does it matter? It doesn't matter about things being in the way. I don't think so. Um, is it a message? To be fair, it hasn't. Yeah, I suppose if you're no, just as a. Oh, no. oh, it's fine, familiar, isn't it? Yeah, 100 yeah. feet. To be fair, you've sort of seen through her eyes when she's like, she was wandering around the uh, the garrison library and stuff. Yeah. In... I, what I would like to do is just, yeah, like see through Lost her way. eyes to see if yeah. she's st- if, if, if Enkidu's body is with her or not, basically. Yeah, like you have to walk out into the corridor a little bit, you realise, but yeah, you make the connection and she's still sort of perched at the I'll, end of the bed. I'll hold my head around like I'm like looking for Trying signal. Trying to get like Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the connection is made and you do see through her senses for a moment and the body of Enkidu is still in Gaius's bedroom or personal study place. Okay. We're not talking to Enkidu right now. Hmm? We're not talking to Enkidu right now. We're talking to the Winthrops, the person who's in the in the room with us right now. And then Enkidu comes running out of one of the other doors, completely naked, what ah! holding a smashed Erida head. What is going on? Everyone, time to go. Let's leave. Go. 
Now, let's leave. And you just hear an alarm sound through the entire building. Uh, and that's where we're in the episodes. Oh my god! Oh. I knew you were late for the late to the session for a reason. Yeah, you, I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. You have been listening to David Knight as your dungeon master, Ben Galpin as Orin, Chris Watts as Gaius, Daryl Bailey as Enkidu. Grace Kelly Miller as Gwendolyn and Vicky Gaskin as Juna. Original music by David Knight. Please tell your friends, subscribe and follow us on all the social media. Thank you for listening to No Small Roles. Anon for now. Anon! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.